Hello, passengers, and welcome to the Midnight Train, America's second favorite podcast where we bring the dark to light, where history never dies, and where listener discretion is always advised. We dive in to make fun of and joke about the creepy and unsolved mysteries of the world, but you knew that, right? All while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. Now, listen, we are a comedy podcast if you are new here. And we can talk about some pretty dark topics, okay? So if you're not into that, listen, no hard feelings. But we're not here to disparage anybody or any victims or anything like that. Um, but if you are into it and uh, you want to give us a chance, well, guess what? Welcome aboard. Thanks for being here. We're glad you're here. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. And I'm flying solo today. <laughs> Because your boy, uh, Mr. Moody, apparently has the flu now. Mm -hmm. And Logan is on his way back from New York and on a flight. So, and I said, you know what? I'm going to, we're doing weekly episodes no matter what. I don't care anymore. So guess what? We're here. That's right. We're doing this. Choo-choo and shit. <laughs> No, but for real, I'm so glad you guys are here. You're listening right now. I'm wiggling into your ear holes. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good episode. This is fun. Um, I actually had some help on this one from uh, from Riley. If you guys are old time listeners, you guys know who Riley is, my youngest son. He actually helped out with this, uh, the, the research in this episode. So it'll be should be pretty damn cool. So listen. All right. Listen, as you guys know, we're going to save the business stuff until the end. All right. So we're just going to jump into this. Let's turn down the lights. Adjust our seats. Grab a drink. I've got mine, by the way. And let's get, uh, let's get American. American, right? American. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> but first, here's the toast to all you beautiful motherfuckers. Yeah, boy. So listen, today we are talking about state legends from the United States. All right. But this is going to be a two parter. All right. We're going to do part one today because, well, there are 50 states. There's a lot of shit to go over a lot of things, but I'm not just throwing in just the legends from each state or the top legends from each state and allegedly the top legends from each day. I'm not doing that. I'm also going to be talking. Uh, I'm going to throw some some more information from each one of these states to you guys, especially listen, if you're not from the United States or maybe you've never really gotten out of the state that you do live in or whatever. I mean, there, there's things to know about. And I'm here to teach folks. That's what I do. I'm a teacher. That's what I do. Because those that can't do Apparently, they fucking teach. Anyway, <laughs> the United States may not be one of the oldest countries on Earth, but in its short history, the many different cultures that mix together have created some of the most diverse urban legends on the planet. 
from the towering redwoods of the west coast to the rolling green hills of the east and everywhere in between. The United States has the perfect combination of cultural and environmental diversity to spawn a whole host of different urban legends. While the following legends are not the only ones in each state, obviously, they are the ones that stuck out as the most interesting to us. While we can't go into a ton of detail in each legend, well, we, we hope to give you a pretty good overview of each one, starting with Alabama. All right. The Alabama is known for peanuts, the cotton and agricultural industry, southern hospitality, the beautiful Gulf... 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 Gulf <laughs> what was that? I have new glasses on, and it's really... like I, it's, it's, it's no excuse. I've been doing this forever. You guys know that. The beautiful Gulf Coast beaches, God... Its role in the uh, civil rights movement and college football, especially the interstate rivalry between the University of Alabama and Auburn University. Um, windshield wipers were actually invented in Alabama. I didn't know that. Alabama has the most snails of any state, like by far. Yes, snails. Alabama was the first state to recognize Christmas as an official holiday. The first 911 call was made in Alabama, probably because those fucking snails. And Alabama actually had a bear wrestling problem. That's You heard that correctly. A bear wrestling problem uh, in the 1990s. <laughs> so, like, not long ago at all. <laughs> Courtney Cox, Channing, uh, Channing Tatum, and Lionel Richie are just a few famous folks from Alabama, along with serial killer Paul John Knowles. Paul John Knowles had a few aliases, such as the Casanova Killer, Lester Daryl Gates, and Daryl Golden. He was an American spree killer. He began his murderous rampage with two anger killings, the result of being dumped by a woman he had seduced while in prison. All the women he killed during his 18 to 35 victim rampage through Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, and Texas were abducted unwillingly. Knowles was eventually caught in Georgia and shot to death while trying to escape deputies escorting him to a crime scene. So now Alabama's legend may not be the most unique, but the legend of Hell's Gate Bridge comes across as a classic tale from 1950s America. The story goes that a young couple, madly in love, went on a late night cruise through the Alabama countryside when they attempted to cross a, you guessed it, a bridge spanning the local creek. Something went horribly wrong on that bridge, though, and the couple careened off the bridge, through the safety rails, and into the depths below. The couple tragically drowned in the accident. The legend now states that if you drive to the center of the bridge late at night, stop the car and turn the lights off, the couple will appear in the back seat and leave wet spots as remnants from their tragic deaths. The second portion of this legend that gives the bridge its name is that if you peer over your shoulder past the drowned couple, you will see a flaming gate leading directly to, yeah, hell, also known as rural Alabama. I'm just kidding. Unfortunately, testing this legend in the modern day is seemingly impossible as local officials have blocked off the bridge to any motor traffic and have left the bridge in such a state of disrepair that even foot traffic is highly discouraged. Perhaps this legend was spread to scare local teens from driving through dangerous areas late at night, or maybe it was circulated as an excuse for high school boys to take their girlfriends into a remote area for some uh, <clears throat> quality alone time, or just perhaps the gate to hell is genuinely on a bridge in rural Alabama. Alaska is known for its wide open spaces, abundant outdoor experiences, and Alaskan native culture. 
Alaska is also one of the best places in the world to view the northern lights. From the mountains to the sea, fjords, and Alaska's vast interior terrain, the 49th state is a photographer's dream. Alaska, if you guys didn't know, it means, well, the great land. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, it, I don't know what language, but that's what it is. Alaska's flag was actually designed by a 13-year-old. That's a thing, for sure. The state bird of Alaska is the willow ptarmigan, but it starts with a P, so it must be related to the pterodactyl. I'm just going to say. The state sport of Alaska is dog mushing, which sounds horrible for both the person and the dog. Alaska's population density is one person per square mile. Okay, before I even go, just think about that for a second. One person per square mile is the population density of the entire state of Alaska. Now, obviously, they're not spread out like that, but they're just saying if you were to spread them out, that's what it would be. That's insane. Alaska has the lowest population density in the nation, and the majority of Alaskans are men because we are stupid and we'll go to cold places. That's why women are far more intelligent, and they're like, nope, we're not going. Famous lawman Wyatt Earp, painter Bob Ross, and, uh, well, that's pretty much it for famous people from Alaska, except that one chick that was a politician was super annoying. Now, however, Robert Hansen is Alaska's most notorious killer. His MO was to abduct local prostitutes, torture them, and then transport them to a cabin in the remote Alaskan wilderness. There, Hansen released them into the wild and hunted them like prey. Hansen was eventually caught in 1983 when one of his victims escaped. He was later dubbed the Butcher Baker due to his seemingly timid occupation of making bread. Yeah, the guy was a complete piece of shit. So now, the legend. Alaska is the largest state in the Union, but it is one of the least populated due to the extremely harsh weather conditions Alaskans have to face every year. These extreme conditions leave room for only the strongest wilderness survivors, and any people who choose to live there must be ruthlessly iron-willed to make it through the winters. A little-known fact about Alaska is that five out of every 1,000 people in the state will go missing at some point. Most are eventually found, but a large percentage are never seen again. There is a tribe near Juneau that explains these disappearances with the legend of the Kushtaka. They say that the Kushtaka, a group of shape-shifting otter-human hybrids, lie in wait near bodies of water and lure unsuspecting victims to the water's edge with fake cries to drag them into the cold, murky depths. The inhospitable Alaskan countryside is scary enough to imagine without a whole race of otter people pulling unsuspecting people into the freezing cold rivers and lakes dotting the landscape. That is... <laughs> what? And, uh, I'm, I don't want to deal with that. I used to think about moving to Alaska because I, I like the cold. I like cold. I like the cold weather. Like I like winter here. I like shitty days where it's like cold and rainy. That's just who I am. When the sun comes out and it's like, you know, 100 degrees... Listen, you could put more clothes on. You can't take more clothes off. You know what I'm saying? Once you naked, you naked. Just saying. On to Arizona. Arizona's most famous and now official nickname, the Grand Canyon State, celebrates its most iconic feature. Um, shocker, the Grand Canyon. Arizona is also known as the Copper State, revealing its abundance of this mineral. Arizona is home to the sunniest city on earth. 
Yep, you heard that right. That's Yuma in uh, Arizona, located in far uh, southwestern Arizona near the U.S.-Mexican border. And it receives an average of 4,015 hours of sunshine per year. Per per year. (laughs) That's so much. Most of the Grand Canyon, uh, well, most of the Grand Canyon State does not observe daylight saving time. Okay, I think they're getting rid of that anyway. The world's first McDonald's drive-thru is in Sierra Vista, Arizona. Uh, and the Karchter Cavern State Park was kept, it was actually a state park that was kept secret for four years. They just didn't want people going there. And Arizona has more national monuments than any other state. Some famous people from Arizona are Wonder Woman Linda Carter, Lincoln Park's Chester Bennington, rest in peace, and absurdly uh, odd golf enthusiast Sir Alice Cooper. Yeah, you know, that guy. Jacob Kell is Arizona's most notorious killer and was a massive, this is, I did not know about this until I started doing the research. And yeah, he was a massive 15-year-old with developmental disabilities who began killing in 1945 by dismembering his parents in their tiny shack before kidnapping his sister. He murdered 30 people near the town of Wyndon, Arizona. Jacob Kell was ultimately brought down by a group of vigilantes and never stood trial. The mourning period was brief and the victims and their alleged killer were all buried and quickly forgotten by the townspeople. Uh, we are totally coming back and doing, I don't care if it's a, a, one of the bonus episodes, which you guys should be listening to out there. Um, just go to patreon.com forward slash the midnight train podcast or midnight train podcast.com. It'll be on there. Anyway, sorry. Um, I don't care how what we have to do, but I'm doing an episode on this because I have never heard of this guy before. He was a 15-year-old that literally just murdered 30 people, and apparently he was huge. So, uh, yeah, so I have to do that. So now, Arizona's legend. Arizona comes with a legend that is very similar to another legend you may be familiar with, the Donner Party. We've discussed them. This legend is from the 1800s when a family supposedly lived in Luanas Canyon. They were destitute and relied on the family patriarch to hunt and gather food for the family to survive. One day, the father ventured into the wilds and never returned. The family began to starve. The children's cries and her ravenous hunger pangs drove the mother into the depths of madness until, one day, she snapped. Donning her wedding dress, she murdered her children with an axe and dumped the bodies into a nearby river. Just days later, she succumbed to starvation herself. The canyon has since been known as Slaughterhouse Canyon, and people say that if you go into the canyon late at night, you can hear the children's cries and the mother's cackles as she loses her mind. Nope. Nope. I'm good. I am okay with that one. That sounds like the, what is it? La, 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 from, uh, yeah, from down in Mexico or whatever. I think that's the same one. We've just, we've actually talked about a few of these where this, it's the same kind of synopsis or whatever. Either way, fuck that. Nope. Nope. I'm good. Absolutely not. I would rather, I don't know. I can't even, I just not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. That sounds horrifying to me. All right, moving on. Arkansas. All right. Arkansas is known as the natural state and was the 25th state to join the USA. It's also home to Hot Springs National Park and Bill Clinton (laughs) and is the only state to produce diamonds. Did not know that. So yeah, Arkansas actually produces diamonds. Arkansas is known for uh, Southern Hush Puppies. Mm, That sounds pretty good. Arkansas Possum Pie. That doesn't. 
and Southern biscuits with chocolate gravy. What? It's illegal in Arkansas to mispronounce the word Arkansas. Or shall I say the name Arkansas? It's actually illegal to do that. Uh, there's a castle completely covered in rocks and crystals with trees growing on the inside there. So that's okay. Little Rock got its name from an actual rock called La Petite Rocher. Mm -hmm. <laughs> La Petite Rocher. Ha <laughs> ha! And uh, uh, apparently cheese dip was created in Arkansas. And there is a world cheese dip championship in Arkansas. Yes, that's that's right. Glenn Campbell, Al Green, and Chicago Bulls legend Scottie Pippen are, are uh, just a few of the famous people from Arkansas. So now their legend, the Phantom Killer, this might sound familiar, is Arkansas's most notorious killer. And you may remember him from our train ride on this elusive sumbitch. The statewide community of Texarkana was sent into a widespread panic during the spring of 1946, when every three weeks to the day, a seemingly random couple was shot to death in their car. Residents were afraid to go out at night, and stores sold out of guns and ammunitions and locks, if you guys remember that. Known as the Texarkana Moonlight Murders, they inspired the film The Town That Dreaded Sundown, which remains one of the significant unsolved cases in Texas and Arkansas history. Contrary to popular belief, the killer did not attack during a full moon. He constantly attacked on the weekend and was always uh, it was always late at night. Throughout the investigations of the Phantom Killer case, almost 400 suspects were arrested. That wasn't the legend, by the way. It was just teasing. That, that was the serial killer. See how I'm adding serial killers to all this? And I just kind of threw you guys off. Anyway, <laughs> the legend, the actual legend, it's another cryptid legend. Comes courtesy of Fook, Arkansas. Legend has it that Arkansas has its very own Bigfoot, whom they call the Boggy Creek Monster or the Fook Monster. Fook you. No, fook me. Sorry. The monster is said to be around eight feet tall and covered in hair. The beast was first spotted in the early 1800s and uh, been consistently spotted. People claim the Boggy Creek Monster roams near the state's rivers and creeks, and sightings are all documented at the Boggy Creek Monster website. As a bonus fact, this monster has been involved in five feature-length films, including The Legend of Boggy Creek, released in 1972, and the 11th highest-grossing film released that year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've talked about that before. And that had to come up in like the, the movies or something like that. That's just, it's ridiculous. All right, on to California. With sun, sand, surf, and mountains, the West Coast state of California is known for its many attractions that lure travelers year-round. This eclectic state makes for a well-rounded vacation from famous landmarks such as the Golden Gate Bridge, which I just recently got to see, and the Hollywood sign to the Golden State's rich outdoor opportunities. California is the home of wetsuits, Barbie dolls, and fortune cookies. Yeah, remember, that's not an actual Chinese thing that was actually created, well, in California. It did. Uh, the state has more people than all of Canada. And that's not a joke. Uh, the weather is perfect for avocados and wine. Just got back from uh, the Napa Valley not too long ago, and it was splendiferous. Uh, Californians are there. I, mean, I guess they're really big into almonds, I guess. There are, uh, this is fun, there are over 100,000 earthquakes in California each year. Sounds horrible. And the state's motto is Eureka. They probably came up because of all the earthquakes. I'm just assuming. 
So some famous folks from California are the one, the only, Dr. Dre, Clint Eastwood, do you feel lucky, punk? And the reigning loser of the telephone game, former President Richard Nixon. Also famous um, in California here is Juan Vallejo Corona. While California has had more than a share of high-profile serial killers, the most prolific in state history, arguably, was Juan Vallejo Corona. In fact, at the time of his conviction in 1971, he was also the most prolific serial killer in the history of the entire country. Corona supplied migrant workers to agricultural farms near Yuba City in Northern California and housed many of them in bunkhouses on his property, which is also where he killed and buried them in shallow graves. Since California lacked the death penalty in 1971, Corona is, uh, uh, well, was, I don't know when this was actually done, uh, apparently serving a life sentence um, and for each one of his victims, and that would be 25. He's serving 25 life sentences. That's crazy. Again, not I didn't know about that guy. I'm going to have to jump into that one too. So now California's legend, the Charman, I'm pretty sure that's a Pokemon, is the name of a mysterious burnt man who roams the forest near Ojai, California. Uh, frightening. The legend says that a uh, that 1948 in 1948, a father and son were inside their home in Ojai when a forest fire ravaged the area. The father and son did not heed the warnings to evacuate, and they were both trapped in the home when it caught fire. The father burned to death in the flames, and the son was so seriously burnt in the inferno that he was unrecognizable. When rescuers finally made it to the remains of the isolated cabin days later, the boy had gone insane from the pain and disfiguration. They found the father hung by the feet on a tree outside of the destroyed cabin with all of his skin peeled from his body. When confronted by the rescue team, the charred boy fled into the woods and was never seen again. That was until many years later when sightings of a charred-looking man were reported by campers near Ojai. Sightings are still said today, though nobody has ever officially been identified as the charred man. That's different. I, uh, what? Uh, horrible story. Horrible background story. Frightening as shit. I don't want to see some dude, dude all burn up. It's Freddy Krueger, right? It's Fre That's it. It's Freddy Krueger. Okay, I solved it. I did it. You're welcome. Now on to Colorado. Colorado is noted for its landscape of mountains, forests, high plains, mesas, canyons, plateaus, rivers, and desert lands. Colorado is one of the mountain states and is often considered part of the southwestern United States. So now Denver lays claim to the invention of the cheeseburger. Yeah, they say that that's where it was invented. I did not know that. Colorado is the only state in history to say fuck off Olympics. Like when the Olympics came or wanted to go to Colorado, they were like, no, nah, we're not doing that. The world's first rodeo was held on July 4th, 1869 in Deer Trail, Colorado. Um, it is a mile high, like literally it's a mile high. I think the tallest spot is, is it Colorado Springs? Uh, it might be, I don't know. It's someplace in Colorado. And the Eisenhower Tunnel is the highest auto tunnel in North America because it's a mile high. So former felon and repeated Santa Claus, uh, uh, Mr. Tim Allen, um, South Park's Trey Parker, and Dwayne Chapman, a.k.a. Dog the Bounty Hunter, are just a few of Colorado's famous alumni, along with Vincent Groves. 
Debate rages about whether or not this is the most prolific serial killer in the history of Colorado. Groves was only convicted of three murders. Advancements in technology have linked him to at least three more deaths, and some say that his body count could be as high as 24. From 1978 to 1988, Grove would meet and strangle women in the Denver area. Some of the women he targeted were prostitutes. Shocker. Go for easy pickings. Low, low-hanging fruit. But all uh, others just happened to be acquaintances of, of, of Groves, of his own, like people he knew. He was intelligent and could coax women into compromising situations. Groves was figured to have been killing two women a month. What's most alarming about his decade of terror, though, is that he actually spent five years in prison for another murder before being let out to continue his murdering spree. When Groves was dying, detectives went to talk to him to see whether he would solve the mystery of the fate of all these women, and he said no. And so he died in prison in 1996. Sounds like a fun guy to hang out with. Ugh. So now they're legend. Colorado gives us one of the most haunted roads in the United States. Riverdale Road, an 11-mile stretch of asphalt from Brighton to Thornton, um, is home to various tales of supernatural occurrences. From the story of a jogger who was killed in a hit-and-run accident and follows behind the car and eventually taps on the window, pleading for justice. No, don't like that. To the story that bodies can be seen hanging from trees under the glow of the full moon. I'd rather that. This stretch of road has numerous tales that all lend credence to the idea that it may be a hotspot for paranormal activity. The local police, when asked about such activity, have stated that there have been many fatal car accidents on Riverdale Road in recent years because of the rural nature of the street. Well, road, I guess. There are few street lights, and the road has many dangerous curves that lead to motorists losing control. With so many tales of the supernatural on Riverdale Road, it may be the most haunted road in the United States. Now on to Connecticut. <laughs> That's right. Connecticut. It's actually Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. It's Connecticut. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, Connecticut is the third smallest state by area, the 20 uh, 29th most populous, and the fourth most densely populated of the 50 states. It is known as the Constitution State, the Nutmeg State, the provision state and the land of steady habits. Who who comes up with these fucking things? Um, so the world's first nuclear submarine was built in Connecticut. Connecticut's state insect, the praying mantis, is not a native species. Okay, that's their state insect. According to Connecticut law, this is amazing. A pickle has to bounce in order to be considered a pickle. I mean, now you know. And the first phone book was published in Connecticut. It included 50 individuals and businesses, but zero phone numbers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Some notable people from Connecticut are actress Catherine Hepburn, guitarist John Mayer, and former train alumni, you know, the one and only P.T. Barnum. So now another famous fo uh, feller, feller from uh, Connecticut is Michael Bruce Ross. After becoming consumed with fantasies of murder shortly after college, this former Cornell graduate and insurance salesman committed eight killings between 1981 and 1984. He murdered eight girls and women aged between 14 and 25 in Connecticut and New York. 
He raped seven out of his eight murder victims. Gross. While his MO was to leave his bo- uh, the victim's bodies in a cornfield, he actually entombed the last one in a stone wall. Ross confessed to each of the eight murders and was convicted for the last four of them. He was sentenced to death on July 6, 1987 and spent the next 18 years on death row. When he was executed in 2005 by the state of Connecticut, it was the first execution in New England since 1960. Pretty wild. So now, Connecticut's legend. The eastern coast of the United States is no stranger to witches. The Salem Witch Trials are perhaps the most famous example of a literal witch hunt in all of human history. Well, I mean, there was another one over in Europe. Okay. But this region runs deep with historical witchcraft hysteria. The legend of Hannah Crana. Okay, hold on. Hannah Crana. Okay, sorry. Proves that even into the 1800s, the United States was still on the hunt for those with a wicked familiarity with the devil. Hannah Hovey was born in Mon- uh, Monroe, Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> I keep wanting to say Connecticut. Monroe, Connecticut in 1783. She would go on to marry a man named Joseph who mysteriously died on a walk when he fell off a cliff. Hmm. Many townspeople who knew Joseph thought he couldn't have accidentally fallen and blamed Hannah for bewitching him. Witch, witch, she's a witch. Burn her. She never remarried and chose to wear black widow gowns and live alone in the woods. The townspeople whispered that her home was guarded by an army of snakes. The birds were immortal and lived with a supernatural chicken named Old Boreas that only crowed at midnight. (laughs) So it's fucking awesome. And this is not the first time we're going to be talking about chickens, by the way. She lived until 1859 when Old Boreas died. At that point, she began to age rapidly and she warned the townspeople that her coffin must be carried by the townspeople or she would curse them. Hannah died, and the townspeople moved her to the grave. When they returned to her home, they found it burned to the ground. The site is said to still be haunted to this day. All right, now moving on to Delaware. Delaware has been called the chemical capital. Hey, we're in Delaware. (laughs) No, I was trying to make a reference to, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm stupid. It has been called the chemical capital, the corporate capital, and the credit card capital of the United States. Again, who comes up with these things? Delaware has more shoreline than the U.S. Virgin Islands and Guam combined. There's a fun fact for you. And... There are over 200 times more chickens than people in Delaware. And that's it. That's pretty much all I have for Delaware. It's Delaware. Some notable people from Delaware are adventures and babysitting actress Elizabeth Shue, Elizabeth Shue, musician George Thurgood, bad to the bone, and President Joe Biden. Not going to touch that one. Also, Stephen Brian Pinnell. Stephen Brian Pinnell was also known as the Route 40 killer and the Corridor killer. Most serial killers uh, generally have some sort of traumatic event or psychotic episode in their past that leads them to randomly murder innocent people for the most part. Not Pinnell, whose psychological examiners described him as pleasant after his arrest. In fact, it was his nice guy front that he used in 1997 and 1998 to abduct female hitchhikers along a stretch of Route 40 near Wilmington before torturing, 
mutilating and beating them to death. Yep. The 31-year-old father of two was convicted of two murders and died from a lethal injection in 1992. Bye-bye. He was the state's first and, to date, only confirmed serial serial killer. God. I'm going to start punching myself in the mouth. Mm. So the legend for Delaware. Let's hope it's more exciting than the state. The ghost of Mr. Chu is brought to us by Delaware. Serving as the Chief Justice of the Delaware Supreme Court in 1741, Samuel Chu faced consistent mockery and bullying by his fellow lawmen. His co-workers would mock his name by mimicking sneezing as he passed, that's real high class, or chewing loudly to annoy the justice, because his last name's Chu. Really spot on. Following his death, reports emerged of Chu's ghosts haunting various locales from sitting beneath a poplar tree to wandering the courthouse causing unease among the residents of Dover. His spectral presence extended to pulling on men's coattails and instilling a cold, icy sensation in women. You have to have the most boring state if your biggest legend is a chief justice that passed away that used to get made fun of, and now he just pulls on coattails as you go by. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. If you live in Delaware, I'm so sorry. <laughs> ah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Woo. All right. Sorry. Moving on. Now we're heading down to Florida, which is a totally different beast than Delaware. Florida is the state where people retire and insanity seems to bloom. Wherever you are in Florida, you're only 60 miles from the nearest body of salt water. The state's highest natural point, Britain Hill, is only 345 feet above sea level, the lowest high point of any state in America. Key West is the the southernmost uh, point in the continental United States. So all the way down, Key West, Florida. So um, apparently you can't sing in public. Well, you can, but you just can't be wearing swimwear because it's illegal in Florida. That makes sense, right? It's fucking Florida. Why? Of course. Bayshore Boulevard of Tampa is the longest continual sidewalk in the world. It's actually pretty neat. I didn't know that. Um, The Sunshine State, uh, that would be Florida, is the 29th most obese state. I'm actually really surprised by that. And um, if Florida is the only place in the world where crocodiles and alligators live in the same habitat. See that shit? So some notable people from Florida are demolition man badass Wesley Snipes. The Doors crooner Jim Morrison, and everyone's favorite medicated artist, Bob Ross, and Ted Bundy, the most famous of the many serial killers we, uh, who've called Florida home. Bundy, who um, obviously you guys know the name, who had been described as a charming young man, kidnapped, tortured, and murdered young women, some of whom he abducted on the same day and location within a few hours of each other. All of Bundy's known victims were white females, most of middle-class backgrounds. Almost all were between uh, 15 and 25, and most were college students. It was speculated that Bundy's animosity towards his first girlfriend triggered his protracted rampage and caused him to target victims who resembled her. He did concede that youth and beauty were, quote, absolutely indispensable criteria in his choice of victims. Bunny escaped from prison twice before being apprehended in Florida in 1978, and he's believed to have possibly possibly murdered as many as 100 people. And his ass got fried in the electric chair at Railford Prison in 1989. Bye bye, bruh. So now, Florida's legend. Nestled in the quaint town of Lake Wales, Florida, 
Spook Hill is a mysterious and enchanting site steeped in local legend. The tale of Spook Hill revolves around the belief that it is a gravity-defying spot where cars seemingly roll uphill against the forces of nature. According to local lore, a Native American chief and an, an enormous alligator engaged in a legendary battle at the site. The chief's spirit is said to linger, creating the eerie phenomenon of vehicles defying gravity as they appear to ascend the hill. Visitors flock to Spook Hill not just for its optical illusion, but also to immerse themselves in the captivating narrative that combines history, nature, and a touch of the supernatural, making it a must-visit destination for those seeking a taste of Florida's mysterious charm. That seems pretty fun. I'd do that one. It's better than having some runner freaking coming up behind you and tapping on your freaking winch or your your, your car or whatever the fuck was talking. Oh, I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. All right, moving on to Georgia. 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 I got Georgia on my mind. Sorry. I just, it's a good song. Shut up. Georgia is known for its impressive natural beauty from majestic mountains and pristine forests to countless creeks, lakes, and rivers. The seven natural wonders of Georgia include, um, I don't know if I can pronounce this, uh, Amicalola Falls, the Okefenokee Swamp, Providence Canyon, Radium Springs, Stone Mountain, Tallulah Gorge, and Warm Springs. Eh. American inventor Eli Whitney spent only a few months living in Georgia, but during that time in 1793, he invented the cotton gin. Whitney's machine expedited the extraction of seeds from upland cotton, making the crop profitable and contributing to its expansion across the South. So now, did you know that carrying an ice cream cone in your pocket on Sundays is illegal in Georgia? So... I wouldn't be doing that. Um, also, all the major lakes in Georgia are man-made. Did not know that. That was actually pretty shocking. Um, Georgia was initially founded as a felon colony for <laughs> people that <laughs> couldn't pay their debts. In uh, 1732, James Oglethorpe wanted to use the colony of Georgia as a place for prisoners who could not pay their debts. So Georgia is the Australia of the United States. Did not know that. Some famous Georgians include former President Jimmy Carter. Julia Roberts, you know who she is and all those teeth, and my close personal friend, Lawrence Fishburne, who calls me more often than he should. Also, Wayne Williams. Wayne Williams officially only killed two people, both adult men, in 1981. While in prison, however, he was linked to the Atlanta Child Murders, a series of 28 random killings that petrified Atlanta uh, and their, and the, well, Atlanta, Atlanta parents, should I say, well, everyone there, shit, between July 1979 and March 1981. While authorities never legally connected Williams to any of the children's death, uh, he, it, deaths, I was trying to pronounce it, that the S and it wouldn't come out. He is generally regarded as the culprit and remains in prison today. Williams maintained his innocence from the beginning and claimed that Atlanta officials covered up evidence of Ku Klux Klan involvement in the killings to avoid a race war in the city. Ooh. Now the legend. Lake Lanier, a picturesque reservoir in uh, uh, Georgia, holds more than just uh, tranquil waters and scenic landscapes within its depths. The ghost town submerged beneath Lake Lanier adds an element of eerie mystery to its beauty. The city, once known as Oscarville, met its watery fate when the lake was created in the 1950s. Submerged by the rising waters, remnants of Oscarville structures, including chimneys and foundations, now rest beneath the lake's surface, haunting echoes of a bygone era. 
Some locals and visitors claim to hear phantom whispers and experience inexplicable phenomenon near the submerged ruins, attributing these occurrences to the lingering spirits of the past. Now, Lake Lanier has a decidedly eerie feel about it. There have been an unusual number of freak accidents and deaths on the lake. From 1994 to 2020, there have been a total of, <clears throat> yeah, 203 drownings, according to CNN. Okay, they got to stop people from swimming in that fucking lake. That's all there is to it. Put up signs, do something. Many of the bodies of people who drowned have never been recovered. People have reported feeling arms and legs in the water, but have not been able to find them right after, leading people to believe that spirits still roam the lake. The ghost town at Lake Lanier, Lanier, or Lanier, it might be, serves as a haunting reminder of the transmorative power of progress, leaving behind a submerged history that continues to capture the imagination of those drawn to its submerged secrets. Holy shit. That one's fucking scrub. What? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm going to sleep tonight. Mm. All right, moving on to uh, Hawaii. Hawaii is the most isolated population center on Earth. It's about 2,400 miles from the mainland U.S., the closest landmass. Because of that, it has its own time zone, Hawaii Standard Time, and does not observe daylight saving time. All right, because, again, they should just get rid of that. Uh, let's see. So uh, Mauna Kea is the tallest peak in the world. Kind of neat. Honolulu is the most isolated city of its size in the world because it is a pretty fucking huge city. Uh, Iolani Palace is the only official royal residence in the United States and had electricity years before the White House. What? <laughs> That's amazing. And Hawaii is the only U.S. state that grows coffee. Yeah. Some notable folks from Hawaii are singer-actress Bette Midler. Love her. Former President Barack Obama. Or is he? That was just a dumb joke because the whole Trump thing. Never mind. You know what? I, it's politics staying out. And and on and the late Kelly Preston, who was married to John Travolta. So now, another person who's famous from there, and you guys should know about this one, it's the Honolulu Strangler. We've actually discussed this guy. And uh, on a remote island state where people go to escape whatever they've done on the mainland, it's a surprise. Only one actual serial killer of notoriety has emerged from Hawaii. In 1985 and 1986, five women were found bound, sexually assaulted, and strangled around Honolulu. An informant who led police to one of the bodies and had no alibi was arrested and picked out of a lineup as having been seen with one of the victims. The, the night that she actually died. But he was released after passing a polygraph test. Yeah, we know about this one, right? We all know who did it. So a $25,000 reward for information was put out by private businesses. The reward went unclaimed. It is believed the suspect died after moving to the mainland and the case went cold. But again, we all know who it is, don't we, passengers? Yeah, we know that some bitch. And you, by the way, you can get that shirt on our website if you want it. Yeah, so go, go pick that up. So now Hawaii's legend. The Night Marchers, or the, oh boy, Hawukai Po, Hawukai Po, Hawaii Po, sure, in Hawaiian represents a, uh, a spectral and awe-inspiring phenomenon deeply rooted in the rich folklore, uh, folklore of Hawaii. According to legend, these ghostly processions consist of ancient warriors, chiefs, and deities who once guarded sacred sites and engaged in battles. The night marchers are said to manifest during certain nights, typically on specific lunar phases or significant cultural events, 
moving with solemn purpose along ancient pathways known as spirit trails. Those unfortunate enough to encounter the procession are advised to show respect by lowering their gaze, lying face down, or leaving offerings to avoid the wrath of the spirits. The haunting sound of conch shells and the flickering of torchlights accompany their spectral presence, creating an other an otherworldly and chilling experience for those who find themselves in the path of the night marchers in the mystical landscapes of Hawaii. I love that. That is awesome. How badass would that be if like you're over in Hawaii, which has this huge cultural background, and then all of a sudden you just see like a bunch of their you know, dead ancient warriors and gods and everything just kind of like doing a procession. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess you can't really look at it because if you do, I guess some shit's going to happen to you. But like if you can sneak a peek or like maybe, I don't know, turn around and take a selfie so you can get it behind you. You know what I mean? That'd be badass. <laughs> I like that. Um, Next one, Idaho. Idaho. Yes, I am. I am to hope. No, you to hope. <laughs> no. Okay. Due to its ab- abundant natural resources like uh, uh, mountains, rivers, lakes, minerals, metals, and gems, Idaho rightfully received its nickname as the Gem State. The mountains of Idaho have a plentiful supply of gold, silver, lead, copper, zinc, cobalt, and rare gems, making it a popular mining location. Also, Evil Knievel did his famous 1974 jump in Twin Falls, Idaho. Idaho is known for its plethora of ghost towns. Idaho has the uh, most water, uh, white water, mm, white water river miles. Why could I not say that? White water river miles than any other U.S. state. Idaho has the longest gondola ride in North America. So that's actually, that sounds pretty badass. And the longest floating boardwalk in the world is in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And if you're a fan of that other guy in that other podcast over there in Time Suck, uh, that's where he's actually based. Yeah, in Coeur d'Alene. So I'm sure he's probably been on that boardwalk. Mr. Dan Cummins, you some bitch. Some notable people from Idaho are Mr. Diehard himself, Bruce Willis, baseball great Harmon Killebrew, and murderer Raymond Snowden. Speaking of murderers, if Lida Southard uh, wasn't a complete sociopath, she was definitely the saddest, unluckiest woman to ever grace the northern Rocky Mountains. Somehow her first four husbands, well, they managed to die of the flu as did one of her brother, uh, brothers-in-law and one of her children. Since forensics in the 1910s and 1920s were, well, fuck all, um, authorities were inclined to believe her stories, except for a chemist by the name of Earl Dooley. He later discovered that Southard's first husband and his brother died of arsenic poisoning, and that Lida, or Lida, or whatever the hell her name is, had received over $7,000 in life insurance from her four dead husbands, and that's a lot of money in the 1910s and 20s. She was arrested in Honolulu, ironically enough, for the murder of her first husband, probably saving the life of husband number five, with whom she was living. She was sentenced to 10 years in prison, escaped, was reapprehended, and was ultimately pardoned in 1942. What the fuck? By the end, Lady Southern was married a total of seven times. Jesus. All right. So what is the <coughs> legend in Idaho? Well, in the folklore surrounding Massacre Rock, Idaho, the eerie legend of the water babies adds a uh, mystifying layer to the region's history. According to local tales, the Snake River, which winds through this area, harbors supernatural entities known as water babies. 
These ethereal beings are said to be the spirits of infants who met tragic fates through accidents or darker circumstances. That's terrifying. The legend suggests that the cries of these spectral infants can be heard echoing along the riverbanks during certain nights. Locals believe that encountering the cries of the water babies bring misfortune and cautionary tales abound about the need to show respect and sensitivity to these otherworldly entities. The enigmatic aura of Masker Rock is thus deepened by the haunting presence of the water babies, weaving a tapestry of folklore that resonates through the riverside landscapes of Idaho and scares the absolute fucking bejesus out of me. Big fucking, fucking baby ghosts. What? Ghost babies? No. Water in the water? <laughs> uh, nope, don't like it. Uh. What the fuck? Moving on to Illinois or Illinois, if you're stupid. Um, Illinois is revered as the state that produced America's intellectuals, trendsetters, and innovations of the 21st century. From the World's Fair to the Great Chicago Fire, Illinois has been considered ahead of their time for a long time. It's also an inland state that shares Lake Michigan with three neighbors, but it's also considered one of the Midwest states. The Sears Tower in Chicago is the tallest building in America. Illinois was the first state in the U.S. to ratify the Constitution's 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery. That's pretty cool. The first McDonald's was built in Des Plaines, uh, Illinois. Wait a minute. No, never mind. That, so the in, the other one was the first McDonald's drive through This is the actual first McDonald's. Yeah, and I actually watched that movie. It was actually pretty good about the guy that, like, you know, made McDonald's and whatever and made the entire country fat. Um, Illinois produces more nuclear energy than any other state in the country. That's pretty cool. So the late, great Robin Williams, Harrison Ford, and the legendary Bill fucking Murray are just a few notable people from Illinois, along with John Wayne Gacy. The killer clown is definitely one of the most notorious murderers of the American 20th century. Convicted of sodomy in Iowa, Gacy was released on parole and began a construction company near Chicago in the early 1970s. It was from the company's labor force that he found his uh, victims, luring at least 33 young boys and men to his home, where he strangled them to death before hiding 26 of the bodies in the crawl space under the house. Three further victims were buried elsewhere on his property, while the bodies of his last four known victims were discarded in the Des, uh, Des Plaines or De Plaines. <laughs> it's not the, please tell me. It, it's DES Plains. Wouldn't that technically be De Plaines? De Plaines, boss. No, you guys are too old. You're young for that. I'm too old. Anyway, from the Des Plaines River, Gacy was convicted of 33 murders and was sentenced to death for 12 of these killings. Gacy spent 14 years on death row before he was executed by lethal injection at Statesville Correctional Center on May 10th of 1994. I remember this, the, Gacy being um, like on the news and then finding that whole thing. That was huge. I'm talking, it was like all over the country that this is what happened with this guy and like they're finding all these bodies and stuff. It's crazy. And if you want to hear something or, or I guess watch something, it's a documentary like with his confession tapes or whatever on it. It's chilling as shit. Ugh. So now, Illinois' legend. Well, speaking of clowns, the legend of Homie the Clown unfolds near Chicago, Illinois in the late 90s. Far from the comedic figure made famous on the television show In Living Color, you know, homie don't play that, this homie is said to be a man dressed as the iconic clown who drives around late at night prowling for children to coax into his van. 
According to local lore, Homie the Clown emerges under the cover of night, his identity, identity concealed by a colorful and oversized costume. There were never any confirmed arrests made for this potentially, um, you know, killer clown here, whether a terrifying creation of local imagination or an actual grown man who tried to kidnap children dressed like a clown, much like John Wayne Gacy. The legend of Homie the Clown adds a touch of terror to Illinois lore. That's terrifying. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't have a thing. I don't really care for clowns. I'm not a big fan of clowns. I think like, I'm indifferent. But it seems like it's there's some nefarious shit going on with those son bitches, huh? Huh. Moving on to Indiana. The state of Indiana was named after the Native Americans. Um, Indiana means, well, Indian land. Yep, they got that. The first long-distance auto race in the U.S. was held on May 30th of 1911 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That said, Speedway, with a permanent seating capacity of 235,000 people, is the highest capacity sports venue in the world. I did not fucking know that, and that is a crazy stat. Holy shit. The first professional baseball or, yeah, baseball game was played in Fort Wayne, Indiana, on May 4th of 1871. Fort Wayne, why would you call yourself this? The Kekyanagas? Kekyangas. Kekyanagas. Beat the Cleveland Forest Cities 2-0. to zero. Okay. So James Dean... Michael Jackson and David Letterman are all from Indiana, along with Larry Eiler. I think Eiler is his name. Convicted of the 1984 murder and dismemberment of a 15-year-old boy, Indiana-born Eiler was, uh, may have strangled and stabbed as many as 23 men across four states in the early 1980s. Sentenced to death, Eiler ended up uh, dying in prison from complications related to AIDS in 1994. After Eiler's death, his defense attorney revealed the names of 17 males whom Eiler had confessed to murdering and form, form, for whom he said were murdered by an unidentified accomplice. That person was later revealed to be Robert David Little, an older college professor and longtime associate. Eiler had made the list of victims around three years before his death to obtain a plea bargain. Wow. So they're a legend over here. So the 100 Steps Cemetery is located in Brazil, India. I don't or in India, <laughs> Brazil, India. <laughs> oh, it's been a long day, folks. Brazil, Indiana. First of all, they should not have named that Brazil. I'm sorry. According to the Brazil Times, well, it needs to be clarified when the stories about the cemetery begin. Um, you know, haunting things. Some gravestones date back to the 1860s. The legend states that if someone finds themselves in the graveyard at midnight, they must climb the steps and count to a hundred. At this point, a ghost of an undertaker will appear and show the person a vision of their death. On the way back down, the visitor is supposed to count the steps again. If they count the same amount of steps, the vision is false. People who visited the cemetery in the past have tried to outsmart the supernatural forces in 100 steps by avoiding the steps altogether. According to Indiana ghost detectives, they've reported being knocked or shoved to the ground by an unseen force. That's pretty wild. Okay, A, not going to go there and do that. Seems like you're just tempting fate at that point. And why fuck around and find out? Second, I don't think I need a second because my first one makes all the sense in the world. Moving on to Iowa. The word Iowa comes from the American Indian tribe of the same name. Iowa became the 29th state on uh, December 28th of 1846. 
Iowa is the only state bordered by two navigable rivers, the Missouri River to the west and the Mississippi River to the east. The capital of Iowa is Des Moines. Because we have to come to an agreement, folks. If it's Des Moines, that means that that last one is Des Plaines. So we got to come to an agreement. (laughs) So Iowa, and it says possibly, means beautiful. Okay. So now how the chickens outnumbered humans uh, before. um, Now hogs are outnumbering people four to one in Iowa. The red delicious apple originated in Peru, Iowa. Iowa has one of the highest literacy rates in the country. That blew my freaking mind. Like, seriously, like, you're Iowa? I, I guess they like to read out there. Well, they don't really have shit else to do out there, I, I, I guess. I'm not disparaging anyone out there. I'm just saying, like, it seems pretty, you know, it's, you got pigs, dude. You got a bunch of pigs. Elkhorn is the largest Danish rural settlement in, uh, settlement in the United States. And Iowa is home to the national... This is amazing. National Hobo Convention. Yep. The National Hobo Convention. Just a bunch of bums getting together and hanging out. That's fun. Some well-known folks from Iowa are Ashton Kutcher, John Wayne, you know, John Wayne, and Johnny Carson. And you guys, if you don't know who Johnny Carson is, he used to be the host of The Tonight Show way back in the day. Also, a very well-known thing is the Velisca axe murderer. And you may know that because we uh, discussed this a while back. So go back and listen to that episode. As our long-time passengers already know, on June 9th, 1912, someone snuck into a Victorian farmhouse belonging to Josiah and Sarah Moore near Velisca, Iowa. By morning, both parents, as well as their four children and two overnight house guests, had been beaten to death with an axe. A traveling minister named George Kelly was arrested and tra- tried for it uh, for the murders twice, but was never convicted. The first trial ended in a hung jury, and the second ended in an acquittal. Other suspects in the investigation were also exonerated. The house is now a haunted tourist attraction, and the crime will most likely remain unsolved forever. Now, the legend. The Black Angel stands over eight feet tall in Oakland Cemetery in Iowa City and is black due to oxidation. Most likely because of her dark appearance, multiple legends have cropped up around her, according to Atlas Obscura. One legend says that a pregnant woman should never walk under her, or she'll lose the child. Others say that if you touch or kiss the statue, you'll be dead within six months. Whether haunted, cursed, or completely harmless, the statue is a very somber sight. Next up, we have Kansas. That's right. Kansas's name, Kansas, it's Kansas's, it's weird to say. Kansas's, the name Kansas comes from the Kansas-Nai Native American tribe, which means people of the South Wind. Today, some Kansans call themselves Jayhawkers. Before the Civil War, the term actually referred to Kansan bands of robbers. However, once the war started, many Jayhawkers enlisted to fight in support of the Union in the North and the abolition of slavery. The, uh, their nickname there, the Kansas's nickname, is the Sunflower State, and it comes from the fields of sunflowers that bloom there. These flowers are grown for their seeds and oil. 
I guess. Well, yeah, you know, sunflower oil. Yeah. Some notable people from Kansas are Amelia Earhart, comedian Rob Riggle, and arguably the greatest running back without a Super Bowl ring, Barry Sanders. And also, um, one of the biggest pieces of shits, in my opinion, ever to exist on the face of this earth, Dennis Rader. Dennis Rader's murderous life began with the 1974 killing of the Otero family in Wichita, after which he sent letters to local media outlets demanding attention and forcing them to give him a nickname, BTK, for Blind Torture Kill, which is what he did to his victims. After eventually gaining the, the notoriety he sought, he took a break from uh, murdering, for the better part of the 80s and 90s, and then announcing his return in 2004 with a letter to the Wichita Eagle that confessed to a 1986 killing. His newfound hunger for media attention eventually led to his capture in 2005, and he is now serving life without parole because he is a fucking dipshit. And I, it's one person that I would just love to just beat to death with like my fist or a shoe or something completely, I don't know, like a, a Lego set. Just beat the hell out of him with it. Just He sucks so bad. Dumbass didn't know that they could track you from um, uh, floppy disks. <laughs> so he was like, they were, he was talking to the cops and he was like, uh, they were like, yeah, we need, a, well, you can send us the letter or whatever it is or, or pictures. It was pictures. And he's like, yeah, I'll send them to you. You can't track me from those, can you, from the floppy disk if I send it to you? And they're like, no, no, not at all. You dipshit. Ah, so now the legend. According to Only in Your State, the eerie tale of the devil's chair unfolds as follows. In Alma, Kansas, an elderly family staunchly resisted selling his land to the city to construct a new cemetery. Frustrated by his refusal, someone took matters into their own hands, pushing the farmer into his own well. As reports of a foul odor emanating from the well surfaced, the city dispatched an investigator. Surprisingly, the well was deemed empty and promptly sealed with boards. Today, curious visitors to Alma can find the board, uh, or could find the well boarded up, purportedly the devil's chair, where chilling folklore suggests that those who dare to sit on it may mysteriously vanish without a trace. Okay, now we're off to Kentucky. Woo! You stop making fun of Kentucky. Did you know the Jif plant in Lexington is the world's largest peanut butter producing facility? Yeah. Kentucky has more resort parks than any other state in the nation. Middlesboro is the only United States city built inside a meteor crater. Weird. Newport is home to the World Peace Bell, the world's largest free swinging bell. That's awesome. Some famous people from Kentucky are Cassius Clay, also known as Muhammad Ali, Jack Sparrow himself, Johnny Depp, and former president and badass wrestler, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, and Donald Harvey. During his career at the Marymount Hospital in London, Kentucky, Donald Harvey would poison patients who uh, it angered him with arsenic, cyanide, and occasionally hepatitis and HIV viruses. Known as the Angel of Death, because he always seemed to be around when a patient died. Harvey also poisoned two of his neighbors, killing one of them. He claimed to have killed um, 87 people. The official estimates of the uh, the number of people he murdered range anywhere from uh, 37 to 57 people. Harvey is currently serving 28 life sentences at the Southern Corrections Facility 
and is up for parole in 2043. And I hope he doesn't get that because fuck that guy. All right, on to the legend. Nestled in the mist-laden hills of Kentucky, the legend of the Goatman of Pope Lick, that's right, haunts the imaginations of locals and thrill-seekers alike. According to folklore, the Goatman is a creature with a grotesque fusion of human and goat features, said to roam the trestle bridge spanning Pope Lick Creek. The chilling narrative suggests that this creature lures, lures, why can't I say lures? Lures. Fucking lure. It's fucking lures. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's lures. He lures unsuspecting victims onto the high rickety railway tracks, only to meet a tragic fate at the hands of an oncoming train. The legend's origins remain mysterious, with tales of genetic experiments gone awry or a hermit curse to become the Goatman. Despite the uncertain genesis, the Goatman's menacing presence has become a cautionary tale, warning those who venture into the Kentucky woods of the dangers that lurk within the shadows of Pope Lick's eerie trestle. In 2016, an Ohio woman fell to her death while looking for the Goatman. Could she have been one of his unfortunate victims? Probably not. She probably just fell. Anyway, uh, next up we have a uh, Louisiana. That 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 Louisiana. So Louisiana is a southern U.S. state on the Gulf of Mexico. Its history has a melting pot of French, African American, uh, African American, and French Canadian cultures is reflected in its Creole and Cajun cultures. By the way, recording this on Fat Tuesday, aka Mardi Gras. So uh, to all you guys out there, I hope you guys had a good one. Hopefully you had some jambalaya or some gumbo. The largest city, uh, New Orleans, is known for its colonial-era French Quarter, raucous Mardi Gras festival, woo boy, jazz music, Renaissance-style St. Louis Cathedral, and wartime exhibits at the National World War II Museum. I feel we can sum up Louisiana in three words. Cajun, voodoo, Mardi Gras. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm not negating them at all. I love New Orleans. I, I It's such a great place to be and just go and hang out and party and whatnot. But going outside of it's really cool, too. It's, it's a great place. So if you're from down there, you guys are lucky. And if not, if, if you're not from down there, you should get down there. Some famous uh, fuckers from Louisiana are my dude, Lil Wayne, actress, Weath, Weath, <laughs> Weath with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is what happens when I do the show by myself. Okay, seriously. When I'm when I'm the only one here. God damn it. The actress Reese Witherspoon and the new Captain America, Anthony Mackie. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> oh, and also Clementine Barnabet. Uh, this young lady personally axed at least 17 people to death as part of the Church of the Sacrifice, a group convinced that the key to riches and immortality was sacrificing other people. Along with Branabet, the, uh, the organization claims to have killed more than 40 people in the early 1910s. A sort of weird southern precursor to the Manson family had not heard of that and might have to dive into that. So now, the legend. So down in the Louisiana bayous... There's this creepy story about the grunch that gives you the heebie-jeebies. Legend has it that this here creature is born from generations of folks keeping it all in the family, creating this messed up, deformed being. 
Picture this humanoid thing with twisted features lurking around abandoned spots and hiding in the boonies. Rumor has it, the Grunch likes to prey on unsuspecting wanderers or poor animals. It's like a cautionary tale, warning folks about the creepy consequences of being too isolated in those swampy Louisiana's backwoods. Keep an eye out for the Grunch if you ever find yourself in those parts. That's fucking terrifying. The Grunch? You're the mean one, Mr. Grunch. <laughs> All right, so now let's head up north to Maine. The northeasternmost U.S. state is known for its rocky coastline, maritime history, and natural areas like the Granite and Spruce Islands of Acadia National Park. Moose are plentiful in Baxter State Park, home to Mount Katahdin, the end of the Appalachian Trail. Uh, lighthouses such as the Candy Stripe Beacon at West Quaddy Head dot the coast, as do lobster shacks and sandy beaches like uh, Agonquit, Agonquit and Old Orchard. Jesus, these words. Um, there are over 4,000 islands off the coast of Maine. Didn't know that. Maine's annual lobster yield is nearly 100 million pounds of lobster. Maine has 3,478 miles of coastline. Maine has over 32,000 miles of rivers and streams. Freeport, Maine is the home to L.L. Bean. And Maine is the first state in the United States to see daylight. It's pretty awesome. Some publicly known figures from Maine consist of writer Stephen King, Brat Pack member Judd Nelson, and actress Anna Hendrick, along with Arthur Shawcross. Though his crimes were committed mostly in New York, Shawcross was a native of Maine, a state seriously devoid of homicidal maniacs. I want to move to Maine. In 1972, however, Shawcross murdered two children, but was able to plead down to manslaughter in exchange for both confessing and discussing the location of bodies. In one of the greatest cases of justice system ineptitude, he was released from prison in 1987 after serving half his sentence. Not surprisingly, he returned to murder and kill a dozen adult females between 1988 and 1989, before finally being arrested in early 1990. He received 250 years in prison, was not released, and died there in 2008. Now, the legend. Nestled among the towering peaks and cliffs of Maine's rugged mountains, loggers share spine-chilling tales of encounters with the formidable Slide Rock Bolter. This mythical creature is said to be uh, colossal in size, lurking high above on precipitous... Uh, <laughs> precipitous ledges <laughs> what is these words according to local lore the slide rock bolter lies in wait patiently observing the activities of loggers below its ominous presence becomes particularly pronounced during moments of unsuspecting activity as the creature unleashes massive rocks hurtling them down the steep slopes with a force that leaves little room for escape loggers navigating the treacherous terrain exchange cautionary tales about the slide rock bolter there are stories underscoring the need for vigilance and wariness in the face of the formidable and mysterious being that resides in the mountainous shadows of Maine. The legend not only adds an element of danger to the logging experience, but also contributes to the rich tapestry of folklore that defines the region's storytelling tradition. Wow. The Slide Rock Bolter. Not the most intimidating of names. You know, I'm going to say they could have called him like, I don't know, Rock 
thrower. That seems more intimidating. Or kills with rocks. Or boulder dash. I don't know. Something. I Whatever. Moving on to Maryland. Maryland is a mid-Atlantic state that's defined by its abundant waterways and coastlines on the Chesapeake Bay and Atlantic Ocean. Its largest city, Baltimore, has a long history as a major seaport. Fort McHenry, birthplace of the U.S. National Anthem, sits at the mouth of Baltimore's Inner Harbor, home to the National Aquarium and Maryland Science Center. Maryland is also called the Old Line State and Free State. The nickname was given during the Revolutionary War when 400 soldiers in the 1st Maryland Regiment fought a British force of 10,000 and helped General George Washington's army to escape. That is rad. That is so awesome. Some famous folks from Maryland are the queen of a different kind of train, the badass Harriet Tubman, the not-so-badass Jada Pinkett Smith, I think it's Smith, but who knows if they got divorced or whatever, who gives a shit, and actress Anna Faris, along with Melvin Rees. Maryland's nastiest serial killer kept a collection of violent pornography and autopsy photos in a cinder block shack near Annapolis to help fuel his rage. One evening, he ran a soldier off the side of the road and murdered his girlfriend. After the soldier fled, he assaulted the corpse. Not the, not the soldier. Reese assaulted the corpse. Yeah. Blech. A few years later, he abducted and murdered a family of four near Fredericksburg, Virginia, burying two of the bodies in a ditch and leaving the others in the woods. Prior to, prior to his arrest and imprisonment, Reese uh, was known as a jazz musician in the Washington, D.C. area. Reese was convicted by the state of Maryland of Margaret Harold's murder and sentenced to life in prison. Virginia added a death sentence for the other four murders, though it was eventually changed to life in 1972. Melvin Reese, thankfully, died in prison in 1995. Now, the legend. The legend of Chessie, akin to the Loch Ness Monster. Really? So Nessie and Chessie, get the fuck out of here, because Chesapeake, whatever, okay continues to captivate the imaginations of Marylanders as it swims through the folklore of the Chesapeake Bay. Described as a sea serpent with a long, sinuous body, Chessie has been the subject of numerous eyewitness accounts and tales spanning several decades. Reports of mysterious ripples, unexplained wakes, and large, humped forms in the water have fueled the belief in Chessie's existence. While skeptics attribute sightings to misidentifications or playful hoaxes, Locals and enthusiasts are drawn to the mystique surrounding the aquatic enigma. Over the years, the legend of Chessie has become an integral integral <laughs> part of Maryland's cultural identity, prompting excitement and curiosity among those eagerly anticipating catching a glimpse of the elusive creature in the bay's murky depths. The ongoing narrative of Chessie adds a touch of maritime mystery to the rich tapestry of Maryland's coastal heritage. Who... Didn't they say tapestry earlier? I don't know why that's in there like that again. I guess that's how people fucking write. I don't know. Anyway, Chessie. Sounds fun. Sounds like a fucking ripoff. Whatever. Freaking. That's what happens when you order Nessie from Wish. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to Massachusetts. Massachusetts, officially the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is a state in the New England region of the northeastern United States. It borders the Atlantic Ocean and Gulf of Maine to its east, Connecticut and Rhode Island to its south, New Hampshire and Vermont to its north, and New York to its west. Massachusetts has a state berry, that's the cranberry, 
Massachusetts is sometimes called the baked bean state, which doesn't make sense because their state berry is the cranberry. So why not be called the cranberry state? Um, the first American lighthouse was actually is in Massachusetts. Massachusetts is home to the paper house. Okay. A house made of paper. The place with the uh, longest name is in Massachusetts. I'm not even going to try to fucking pronounce that. Roadside rocking horses are found all along the road in Massachusetts. Not sure what's happening there. Some notable people from Massachusetts are King of the Office Steve Carell, former Captain America Chris Evans, and former President John F. Kennedy, along with the Boston Strangler. From June 1962 to January 1964, a man wheeled his way into the domiciles of 13 different women where he assaulted and strangled them. Okay, I gotta stop for a second. It says a man wheeled it, what was in a wheelchair? You didn't. <laughs> can you imagine some dude just walking in the house? You just fucking kick the chair and he'd be gone. Like, bye. Get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm assuming they just mean that he got it. Sorry, I'm an idiot. The woman aged in range, the women aged in range from 19 to 85, and there were no signs of forced entry into any of the apartments. While serial rapist Albert DeSalvo later confessed to being the Boston Strangler, there were inconsistencies in his confessions, and as recently as 2013, DNA evidence ruled him out in several of the cases. Parties investigating the crimes have suggested that the murders, sometimes referred to as the Silk Stocking Murders, were committed by more than one person. The case remains officially unsolved, and that's why we covered that. And you can get your Don't Be a DeSalvo shirts at TheMidnightTrainPodcast.com. You know what I'm saying. Now we have the legend. The Hoosack Tunnel, known locally as the Bloody Pit, and yes, we have touched on this before, earned its macabre nickname due to the staggering loss of at least 190 lives during its construction from 1851 to 1875. Among the tragic incidents, a deadly explosion led to a cave-in trapping 13 miners within the rocks. The miners outside, presuming their colleagues had perished, delayed rescue efforts. Shockingly, upon clearing the debris, they discovered that the trapped miners had survived the explosion, fashioning makeshift rafts to stay afloat when the tunnel flooded. Regrettably, a combination of starvation and poisonous gas inhalation claimed their lives before rescuers could reach them. The paranormal legacy of the Hoosack Tunnel extends beyond its grim story. Workers and subsequent visitors have reported ghostly apparitions, mysterious sounds, echoing through the tunnels, and an unsettling presence in the air. These eerie encounters contribute to the tunnel's haunted reputation, adding an extra layer of supernatural intrigue to the tragic narrative of the bloody pit. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like they literally thought they were dead and they so they didn't go in there to save them. And so the, the tunnel started, you know, filling up with water. And so they made all these things and they're like, yeah, we're going to make this. Let's get out of here, fellas. And nope. Yikes. Next up is Michigan, and I'm from Ohio, so I'm supposed to say, fuck Michigan. I'm not real sure why. I, I think it's a sports thing. I think it's the football teams or whatever. I just have to do it because, like, it's on. It's like, you know, when you move here and you're here for long enough, you have to sign a piece of paper that says that anytime you reference Michigan, you have to say, fuck Michigan. So there it is. So Michigan is a state in the Great Lakes region of the upper Midwestern United States. It borders Wisconsin to the northwest and the upper peninsula and Indiana and Ohio to the south and the lower peninsula. Michigan has more miles of freshwater shoreline than any other state in the nation. Michigan has the only authentic Dutch windmill operating in the United States, which is awesome. Michigan is home to one of only four 
ice luge tracks in the nation. Not sure why that's a big deal, but go Michigan. Fuck Michigan. Sorry. See, I have to. Some big wigs from uh, Michigan are comedian David Spade, the one and only Bruce Campbell, and the Queen Supreme Diana Ross, along with Carl Watts. Uh, well, not all of Carl Watts' 1974 to 1980 killings happened on a Sunday. The nickname Sunday Morning Slasher emerged after a series of morning stabbings in Ann Arbor that did. He would simply knock on doors and stab to death whoever answered. I l- literally just listened to a an episode or a, a podcast on this guy and just fucking what? He used similar methods to kill women across Michigan, Texas, and Ontario, and he is believed to have murdered more than 80 people in total. Watts killed females between the ages of 14 and 44 using methods such as strangulation, stabbing, bludgeoning, and drowning. Watts murdered dozens of women between 1974 and 1982, and despite the many women he murdered, he was not discovered as a serial killer for almost eight years. He was ultimately convicted of only two murders, but was sentenced to life in prison in Michigan and died of prostate prostate fuck prostate cancer in 2007. Yeah, it was crazy too. They, he basically pretended to be dumb, but he's like super fucking smart. He's a piece of shit. Bye. Next up, oh, so now we have the legend for Michigan. Fuck Michigan. Strasburg Road, locally known as Knock Knock Road, is a road that runs through Detroit's Paluska, Osborne, and Von Steuben areas that gained its nickname from a uh, pretty messed up tale. So just picture this, passengers. You're driving down the road late after midnight. You come to a stoplight, and there's no one else in sight. You know, we've all been there. Except for a uh, slovenly little girl who stands at the side of the road, staring at you with deep, dark eyes. Someone did leave her there? Was she a runaway? Like, was she lost? Why does she appear to look somewhat, you know, scary? Feeling somewhat uncomfortable and not knowing why this little girl is standing alongside the road just staring at you, you may happen to glance away for a split second, only to hear a rapping on your driver's side window. It's the little girl who seemed to move way too fast from the roadside to the car side. She eyes you intently as if she's trying to identify you. After a few unnerving moments of this, she backs away from the car and just disappears. The backstory to the legend is that the little girl was believed to have been a victim of a hit-and-run accident in the 1940s and is now doomed to roam the street looking for her killer. She goes from car to car, scanning the face of the terrified driver, looking to get her revenge on whoever matches the face of her killer. If she deems you to not be the one, she backs away into the darkness, forever awaiting her killer's visage. Visage. I don't know these fucking words. To make matters even worse... The area in which this tale takes place is full of abandoned houses, making the area like just way more creepy at night. And I'm good on that one. Don't need that in my life. Just saying, got enough shit to deal with. Little crazy chick on the side. It's going to come up and might. Nope, I'm good. Good on that one. Next up, Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota is a Midwestern U.S. state bordering Canada and Lake Superior. The largest of the Great Lakes that's Lake Spirit. The state contains more than 10,000 other lakes, including Lake uh, Itasca, the Mississippi River's primary source. The twin cities of Minneapolis and state capital of St. Paul are dense with cultural landmarks like the Science Museum of Minnesota and the Walker Art Center of a modern art museum. So now, the land of 10,000 lakes actually has more like uh, 14,000 named lakes that are 10 acres or larger each. That's crazy. Uh, Minnesota invented water skiing. 
good on you. Post-it notes were made, like started, born, created there. Huh, who knew? And although known for its deep Scandinavian roots, this is wild. Uh, you know, because you go to Minnesota and like the Minnesota Vikings and, you know, which is a, my second favorite football team. And it's such an experience going there. I love Minnesota. I love you guys. If we have Minnesota listeners, you guys are awesome. Um, but anyway, Minnesota is actually home to the largest Hmong and Somali communities in the United States. How crazy is that? So some famous folks from Minnesota are the purple one, Prince, folk singer and songwriter Bob Dylan and Stifler. Google it. Also, Billy Glaze. Recently, the subject of a major controversy when DNA from another man was found at one of his crime scenes, Butcher Knife Billy remains the most notorious silly, silly killer. He is a silly killer. <laughs> Stabby is a silly killer. Serial killer, damn it, in Minnesota history. In 1986 and 1987, Glaze abducted three prostitutes, beat them to death, and left their bodies on display. On occasion, Glaze has claimed to have killed upward of 20 women, but at other times has maintained his innocence. Glaze was suspected of the murders of at least 50 women in multiple states. In spite of testing dozens of pieces of evidence from the three crime scenes, none came back as a match to Glaze. Glaze was convicted of three counts of first-degree murder. He died on December 22, 2015 at 72, shortly after being diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer. He died in prison after spending more than 25 years incarcerated. Gotta dive into that one. That seems super fucked up. So he was claim he claimed to kill these people, but there was zero evidence, even when they did like <laughs> DNA testing and shit. Oh boy. <sighs> the legend in the small town of Kensington, Minnesota. The discovery of the Kensington runestone by farmer Olaf Oman in 1898 turned an ordinary day into an extraordinary chapter in history. Oman stumbled upon the stone while clearing his land, unearthing a slab of gray whack inscribed with an ancient runic characters. The inscription told a story of Scandinavian explorers describing a journey and a massacre that allegedly occurred in the 14th century. As news of the discovery spread, the Kensington runestone ignited both fascination and skepticism. The authenticity of the artifact became a subject of heated debate among scholars, historians, and the general public. Some argued that the runic inscription was evidence of pre-Columbian Norse exploration in North America, challenging conventional beliefs about the extent of European contact with the continent before Columbus. But we knew that... Sorry, anyway. Skeptics, on the other hand, questioned the legitimacy of the stone, suggesting that it might be a clever hoax. Despite the controversy, the Kensington Runestone found a place in popular culture, becoming a symbol of Norse exploration in the American Midwest. Over the years, extensive research and analysis have been conducted to ascertain the stone's authenticity, but the mystery endures. The story of the Kensington Runestone, with its mix of archaeological intrigue, historical exploration, and ongoing debates, remains a captivating chapter in the ever-evolving narrative of America's past. Next up, we have Mississippi. That's right, Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, or as I was taught growing up, M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, humpback, humpback, I. Yes, that's what happens when you are born to a family of hillbillies. Moving on. So it is a uh, southern state, uh, and with the Mississippi River to its west, the state of Alabama to its east, and the Gulf of Mexico to the south. 
Its Mississippi Delta region is considered the birthplace of blues music, honored at the Delta Blues Museum in Clarksdale. Also in the region is the Vicksburg National Military Park, preserving the site of a critical Civil War battle. Two of the deadliest tornadoes in the United States were in Mississippi. The first human lung transplant was performed in Jackson, Mississippi in 1963. Mississippi opened the first public college for women in the United States. Good on ya. Get out of the kitchen and get an education, you crazy broads. Sorry, I don't even know why that what's coming out of my whatever. So more than 50% of America's farm-raised catfish comes from Mississippi. I thought that was a really cool one. Because I love catfish. Catfish. <laughs> catfish. Yes, I like cat no, we're not doing that. So famous people from Mississippi consist of the voice of Darth Vader and Mufasa, James Earl Jones. Kermit's daddy, Jim Henson, and Faith Hill because, well, it's Faith Hill, and I wanted to put her on here. So, also, Glenn Rogers. Rogers was dubbed the cross-country killer and murdered at least five people in California, Florida, Louisiana, and Mississippi. His MO from 1994 to 1995, aside from one victim who was a retired electrician, involved meeting redheaded women over uh, for drinks and uh, then eventually stabbing them to death. Yeah, he had a thing for redheads. I mean... You know, such was the fate of Linda Price, who met Rogers at the Mississippi State Fair and shortly after Halloween was found in her bathtub. Rogers was apprehended after a murder in Florida where he is currently sitting on death row. Well, fuck him. That's what I say. The legend, the Biloxi Lighthouse, standing tall and proud on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, carries within its brick walls a tale steeped in sorrow and the ethereal the story unfolds during the turbulent times of the Civil War where a Confederate soldier, deeply in love, faced the agony of losing his beloved to the ravages of war. Overwhelmed by grief, the soldier met an untimely demise, but his spirit, tethered by love and loss, lingered on the coastal grounds. Local legends tell of his ghostly presence wandering the area around the Biloxi Lighthouse, seeking the solace that eluded him in life. Witnesses, both locals and curious visitors, have reported chilling encounters. Whispers of lost love, inexplicable sounds echoing through the night, and the fleeting apparition of a lovelorn soldier. The Biloxi Lighthouse has become a beacon not just for ships at sea, but also for those drawn to the mystique of the supernatural. As the sun sets over the Gulf Coast, the haunted history of the Biloxi Lighthouse comes alive, blending the echoes of a tragic love story with the whispers of the restless spirit that roams its hallowed grounds. The lighthouse stands not just as a sentinel of maritime history, but as a spectral testament to the enduring power of love and the lingering emotions that transcend the boundaries between life and the afterlife along the shores of Biloxi. Next up, and definitely not the least, well, it, it is for this episode because this is going to wrap up our, 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 you know, the part one for this whole thing. It's Missouri or Missouri, as I heard it called all the time. It's come down to Missouri. I don't know. Missouri is a state in the Midwestern region of the United States, ranking 21st in land area. It borders Iowa to the north, Illinois, Kentucky and Tennessee to the east, Arkansas to the south and Oklahoma, Kansas and Nebraska to the west. The state of Missouri was named after a tribe of Sioux Indians of the state called the Missouris. The word Missouri means wooden canoe people or he of the big canoe. I, 
I really hope they're talking about an actual canoe. And, you know, they had those little flappy things they wore. So maybe they saw he had a big canoe. Who knows? The Gateway Arch in St. Louis is the tallest man-made national monument in the United States. It stands 630 feet tall. Richland, Missouri is the only city in the U.S. with a cave restaurant. Yes, you can sit inside a cave and eat. Kansas City, Missouri has more fountains than any city in the world other than Rome. Hence, Kansas City is known as the City of Fountains. Some big shots from Missouri are the outlaw Jesse James, Calamity Jane, and the spectacular Josephine Baker, along with Charles Ray Hatcher. Charles Hatcher was arrested 14 times under three different names for everything from auto theft to passing bad checks to murder. Hatcher killed at least 16 people in Missouri and California, as well as murdered a fellow inmate in 1961. Hatcher was diagnosed with several mental illnesses, including a passive-aggressive personality with pedophilia and paraphilia, insane uh, or insanity, a mentally disordered sexual offender, and paranoid schizophrenia. So he was just a hodgepodge of fucked up. Despite eluding capture for years, he was eventually apprehended and requested a death sentence, but the jury refused, recommending a life sentence on December 3rd, 1984. Four days later, Hatcher hanged himself in his cell at the Missouri State Penitentiary in Jefferson City. Jeff Jefferson City. I don't know why I said Jefferson. Jefferson City. And fuck him. Bye-bye. Now, the legend. So let's paint you a scene. Louisiana, Missouri. A town where everyday life takes a turn into the mysterious with the legend of Momo the Monster. This cryptid known as the Missouri Monster has become the talk of the town, adding a dash of excitement and fear to the local narrative. Imagine a creature large and hairy, lurking around the quiet back roads and wooded patches on the outskirts of Louisiana. The legend took flight in the 1970s when reports and sightings started circulating. Locals began swapping stories about encountering this mysterious being, some describing it as a towering figure resembling Bigfoot, others picturing a wild ape-like creature. As the tales of Momo's presence spread, it turned everyday strolls and late-night drives into potential encounters with the enigmatic Missouri monster. Some dismiss it as an imaginative storytelling, while others swear by the experiences, adding to the mystique that shrouds Momo, whether a product of local lore or a genuinely elusive creature, Momo's legend persists. And that is part one of our our state and their, uh, well, the United States and their legends for each state, along with everything else. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I, I actually had a blast putting that together along with Riley. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to, to do the next episode. It's going to be awesome. Um, we're not going to do a movie segment this time just because this is like already long enough. And I want to do one big movie one at the end of the second episode that'll be coming at you soon. So, you know, thank you guys so much for being here for, for, uh, obviously waiting it out and whatnot. And I told you I would be coming out with more and more content. So guess what? Here I am. You beautiful some bitches, right? So do me a huge favor. If you can uh, stop over to the official website, the midnight train podcast.com over there. You can get those shirts. I was talking about earlier. Um, you can sign up to become a Patreon um, first class passenger. Cause that seems really cool to do. It's like hip hop and happening and people are doing it and they actually like doing that stuff. So you know, for five bucks a month, you can get all the bonus episodes. And I'm telling you, there's going to be a bunch of cool ones. Just dropped one yesterday that I think is probably one of the most ridiculous things I've done. <laughs> and I've done a lot of ridiculous shit. 
Woo! Anyway, get over there and uh, get some merchandise, sign up and, you know, help the show and uh, get yourself some uh, bonuses and stuff. It's five bucks a month. I mean, like, you probably get a coffee or a, a soda every other day or whatever, and it adds up to more than five bucks, and you're just, you know, you're just taking in, like, just bad calories, okay? You don't need that in your life. Just sign up for the Patreon and do that. Anyway, <laughs> don't forget to follow us on all of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, which will be getting updated soon and more of that stuff's going to be coming. Don't forget to check out the new podcast, Generation AFK. It's, it's so much fun. It's it's a blast, really. Like they're we are literally um, they're they're teaching me how to play video games like today's video games because I used to be a gamer when I was younger. But like these new video games and it is insane. It is such a different beast now. And uh, so we discuss all that kind of stuff. And then some of the terminology, some of the games and uh, like the top 10, like it's just super cool. So Generation AFK, find it wherever you listen to podcasts and just, yeah, you'll get it. You understand. So do that. And uh, yeah, you know, obviously you guys know I cannot appreciate you guys more ever, ever because you're just you're fantastic. But especially to our first class passengers and to them, I'm going to turn this down so we don't blow our eardrums out. There it is. To our first class passengers, Cassandra Fuentes, Jacob Peters, Stoner Babe 69, Tim Karras, Zoe Miller, Tracy Valancourt, Edgar Rodriguez, Jenny Wynn, Riley, with no last name, and I don't believe that's my son. I It could be. I don't know. Chris Connors, Amanda C., Micah Purdue, Dale Wells, George DeJesus, Mega McTerry, Amanda Denz, Chris Lucas, Joseph Aramo, Nathan Diekman, Caitlin McKenney, Maggie Brothers, Rick Resler, Miles Campbell, Brian Gunsman, Pumpkin Escobar, Mac Darty, Janet Sherrill, Chad Flint, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Christina Skelton from the Sister Skelton Podcast, Maria Gibbs, Chainsaw. The fuck? Courtney Batchelor, Katie Brabinick. I miss you, Katie. And uh, and Bill. I miss Bill, too. And uh, oh, I'm sorry. And Bill Birch. Oh, good for you. Let's see. So spread the word. And if you want your name to be mentioned on the show and for us to be forever grateful, become a Patreon producer, a first class passenger, and you can get all those bonuses we were talking about. Plus, you can actually get like, you know, merchandise and stuff over there that you can't get anywhere else. So it's kind of a cool thing. Anyway. I told you guys I'm going to be doing this and I don't care if there's someone here with me or if, if not, uh, we're rocking and rolling. We're back in here. Thank you so much for being a part of what we do. You are fantastic. And, uh, I guess until next time choo two motherfuckers. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box.